This is Miller's Edge on Tide Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Edge. No, I like what you've been doing with the music, man. You got a nice variety going. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're throwing it back uh, old school a little bit, getting some hip-hop in there. We get a little country still. We get our Darius Ruggers, so I like it, man. You, you're quite the DJ. But uh, welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Miller's Edge, right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. we got a treat in store for you. We're going to be joined by Josh Pate coming up here in about, about three minutes. I think we'll probably go ahead and start dialing him soon. Um, but definitely a, a fun edition of the Miller's Edge right here. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. Uh, CFP rankings uh, came out last night. A lot of people uh, not so shocked. Um, what say you? Alabama still at number eight. Um, not much movement there, right? We see that. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at this right now. Sorry, excuse me. I'm looking up the rankings as we speak. No, do we have any? Oh, good. Yeah, so not much moving. Sorry, I had a little trouble right there. Do we have Josh? Perfect. All right. We're going to go ahead and get Josh on here. I know he's limited on his time. We'll get back to the rankings, but now we're going to be joined by Josh Pate of Pate State University, a good friend of mine. Josh, I know it's been a while, but it's been a fun football season for you, I'm sure. How's everything going? Welcome into Miller's Edge. It's good, man. I see you. I see you on the field after games. It's been a while since we talked publicly. That's what it's been a while for. So let's do it. I'm ready. We got a big week coming up. That's right. That's right. You're looking good, man. I know you stay active in the gym, man. You must. Did you, did I see you get a good workout in in Alabama in the weight room uh, when you came here last? Hey, that was nice. Now they walked <laughs> me through a lot of that new equipment, which is like just this side of NASA. That's unbelievable, man. And then they tell you, hey. Keep your mouth shut. Don't be talking about this stuff publicly. We don't want anyone else to have it. But it's yeah, it was it was a good trip down there. It's always uh that's to me that's the biggest blessing. Like if you're into what I'm into, that's the biggest blessing. When we go on the road every week, and programs will let you work out in their facility, like that's dream come true stuff for me because I never thought we'd be able to do that. No doubt. So and I know obviously we've got one of the nicest, but you've been to you know practically probably every school, all these big schools. Uh, who would you say has the nicest facility that you've been in and got to, you know, use the weight room and just see kind of what they have in store? Who would you say? I know Alabama's got to be one of the top schools. Are there any other ones that, that come close? There's no one who tops Alabama. Uh, not surprisingly, Georgia is awesome. Texas is awesome. Oregon is awesome. And they're about to upgrade that place again. Um, Penn State just redid theirs. I, I'm a big fan of Penn State. Uh, I have not been able to work out in every facility yet, but out of the ones I have, those really stand out. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. Well, I know you, you're probably short on time. You're a busy man this week with all the championship games going on. So I want to dive right into it. Like I said, it's been a minute since we talked publicly. So I want to get your thoughts. And I'll start here. You know, last night you had the, the playoff uh, rankings released again. Not too much movement going on in that, that top 10. You know, Georgia at number one, Michigan number two, Washington three. Florida State is at number four. You got Oregon at five, Ohio State now six. Uh, Texas 7, Alabama still sitting at number 8. Um, just overall, Josh, what are your thoughts on those rankings and, and how things have not really been changing too much? Well, 
So my philosophy on this in years past has been don't get caught up in the rankings because they're going to sort themselves out. And that's always worked for me, except for this year when everyone keeps winning. And so we're all the way to conference title again, and it hasn't really sorted itself out. And so now we get ourselves in position where Alabama is in the number eight spot. Okay, and if you were to ask me three or four weeks ago, I would have told you if Alabama wins out, they're in. And all of a sudden it looks like they may be in a position where they don't control their own destiny. And so now everyone starts working out their hypothetical scenarios. And, it, you know, it's if Michigan wins, if Oregon wins, if Texas wins, if Florida State wins, Bama's out no matter what they do. That's, that's one way to approach this. But you know as well as I do, it's one thing to play things out in your mind. There is no substitute for watching football games play out on a Saturday. And so if you actually watch Alabama beat Georgia, I think there's a reset button that gets hit in a lot of committee members' minds and a lot of people's minds to where they understand, oh, wait, this actually happened. And now we have to deal with the idea that we're going to tell 12-1 and Nick Saban led Alabama, y'all aren't going to the playoff, even though you just beat our number one team in the country that's got two championship belts over each shoulder the last two years. And it's as simple as this for me. I don't know who would get left out, but I still don't believe they're going to have the stones to look Alabama in the eye and say, nope, we don't have room for you in a four-team playoff, even though you're a one-loss SEC champ, the, the one loss was out of conference, and it's to another playoff team. I don't believe they're going to do that, personally. Yeah, and I don't see that happening either. It's tough to say, though, and it's, it's, it's hard to believe that would happen. But like you said, when you get to this point in the season, and there still are so many teams with these arguments, it's, it's hard to really figure this one out. And you know, then, then comes the question, if Alabama does beat Georgia – now, where does Georgia fall, right? You know, then you've got all these other teams, you know, the Oregons, the Ohio States, Texas with one loss. How do you, how do you even do that? Definitely is going to get real muddy. Uh, that's for sure. But I, like you said, you just got to let the committee work itself out. But, I mean, what, what are your thoughts in terms of, you know, is it the four best teams or four most, most deserving? Because in my opinion, if you're 12-1 and one and you beat the number one team, you clearly are one of the best four teams in the country. I, I feel like that's a given. But it almost seems like the committee is more so looking. I mean, with Oregon, it appears they're doing more so the eye test. Uh, so w- what is it to you, Josh? I mean, do you think it's the most four deserving teams, the four best teams, just from your senses of kind of how the committee typically does things? It's definitely not the four best teams. It never has been. Now, I think in many cases they've gotten the four best, but that is not their criteria. And I thought probably one of the most egregious things I've ever heard from that committee was said last night. I think it was Heather Dennett at ESPN put out a statement from Bill Hancock, who's the president of the playoff committee. And he said, we have never had most deserving team in our lexicon. That's never been our criteria. We are about getting the four best teams in. That is a statement he never should have made because that's a lie. That is not true. The four best teams, for example, would, would unequivocally not only include Alabama if they win, it would include Georgia too. And I know good and well they're not putting both of those teams in there, or I don't think they would. Uh, and the, the other part of that is, if you're just trying to put purely the four best teams in, I don't care if Florida State wins Saturday. I could have an odds maker come on this show right now and tell you there are 10 to 12 teams that they would favor against Florida State in, in response to you know what their status is at quarterback. Now, the follow-up from my personal point of view is it shouldn't just be purely about who would be favored over who, because that's not the spirit of competition. Like that's not sports. So there should be a blend of power rating and merit or on-field production. But to sit there and just purely say, we, the committee always look to put the four best teams in that's ludicrous. And he should never have said that either. What he should have said is we've got defined criteria and we choose the most deserving teams based on that criteria. And that should be the end of it. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. I guess my last question on the whole playoffs thing is, does Alabama truly have a chance of getting in, in your eyes, Josh? If they beat Georgia, do you feel that they do have a chance of still making it in, even though they're still at eight right now, where they've been for several weeks? Yeah, I do. Um, And I think the head-to-head ultimately is not going to be Bama-Texas. Texas is going to get in over Alabama if it comes down to those two. And I would not disagree with that because we saw the game played and results have to matter. But the head-to-head I'm most interested in is Oregon versus Alabama. 
So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out to the Pac-12 title game Friday night, and then we're going to go to the SEC title game Saturday. I, I'll see both those games. Mm-hmm. If we see Oregon win and we see Bama win, at that point, you just have a you have a conference champ versus conference champ, which means it comes down to resume. And I looked at those resumes yesterday, probably for the first time this year because I never pay close attention to it. I have no idea how you keep Alabama out and put Oregon in, if that's what the head-to-head comes down to. So I happen to believe Florida State's going to lose. So I think they'll be out of the picture. I happen to think Oregon is going to beat Washington. And I think if Bama upsets Georgia, what are we looking at? We're looking at Michigan in, looking at Texas probably in, and you may be looking at Bama and Oregon in. But if it comes down to only one spot for those teams and it's Bama-Oregon, I'm putting Bama in. And that's not a shot at Oregon. I think we're one of the two best teams in the country right now in my own personal numbers. But if I'm if I'm using their criteria, that committee's own criteria, I don't know how you keep Alabama out. So I absolutely think there's a shot they're in. Well, that's good news for all these Alabama fans that are listening. Speaking of your poll, how how do you come up with your JP poll? Because I love getting to see your your poll. It's, it's obviously you know yours. Um, you know you you don't you don't stray away from just running with the the narratives. You you're not afraid to move teams up or down to, depending on how you feel. Is that strictly just off your eye test, or do you run any numbers when you uh, come up with your JP poll? Yeah, no, there's no eye test at all. There's no gut at all. I take my opinion out of it entirely. That is built off a model, and all the model's job is to do is is put a number on a game. It's no different than what Vegas does. We just try and put a more accurate number on the game than Vegas does. So I put out a list of teams, a power rating of teams, in the exact order that that model would favor them against each other on a neutral field. And, you know, I'll give you an example of where people get bent out of shape. So we got Oregon-Washington earlier this year. Oregon's a three-point favorite. Vegas is therefore telling you they'd be favored by six on a neutral field. They go lose a close game to Washington in Seattle. The next week, I still have Oregon ahead of Washington. And Washington fans are just irate because how could you put a team above us when we just beat them? Well, the simple answer was they would be favored against you if they played this week. And then their follow-up was, well, who cares who would be favored? And I said, well, I care. And if you don't care, this is not the poll for you. Well, I'm not trying to do predictive stuff here. I'm not trying to rank teams. That's not, there are a million different rankings out there if you want that. Well, we fast forward a couple of months, and we have those same two teams playing this Friday. And Oregon, the team that lost, is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite because that's how odds-making and power ratings work. And that's also why I can tell you that committee is not purely looking to put the four best teams in because if you were looking to just do that, Georgia not only could afford to lose Saturday, they could afford to have lost to Tennessee in their second-to-last game of the season, and they'd still be viewed as one of the four best teams in the eyes of Vegas. So is the committee seriously telling me just because odds makers say one thing, we're going to put them in? You can't possibly have that as your modus operandi. So, again, I know we're kind of going back and forth on the questions you asked, but I, I do what I do because I think it's a fun metric, a little tool to have at your disposal and nothing more. But that committee... If they claim that's how they think, I say there's no way. I call BS on that immediately. Well, hopefully hopefully we get you on that committee one day. Or I guess once you go to the 12 teams, Alabama shouldn't necessarily have this concern too much longer. But I wish we, we went by the JP poll because Alabama fans should feel good about that. You've, you've got them on the most recent one, number three, uh, right behind Oregon and Georgia. Uh, but on Alabama, I know we talked a lot about the, the rankings. Just what have your thoughts been? Because you were uh, at the game, uh, the Texas game. I saw you on the sidelines. You you were there. You saw how Alabama played that game. Everybody that watched it saw them. A lot of people said they didn't necessarily look like Alabama or an Alabama team. Fast forward to now, um, the way they're playing, you know, Personally, I think they, they, they've come along quite well. They've progressed and progressed and improved each and every single week. And they're playing some of their best football right now. I know we had just had the Auburn game. That said, Jordan Hare, well, you, when you average that in with the, the last few weeks before that, they're, they're playing some dang good football. What are your thoughts been on the, the progression of this football team and Jalen Milrow, who a lot of people counted him out. He was benched uh, USF week now. I mean, the guy's putting up record set numbers and some people have him in some Heisman conversations. Obviously, you know, that's a long shot for this season, but just, have you been impressed just with the improvement that Alabama's made since week two? Very much so. Very much so. And I don't devalue early season results. I think there's room to have both opinions. You can take the Texas loss seriously 
But you can also understand teams evolve, and the best teams improve week over week, especially come November. Um, I think a lot of people had trouble seeing Bama struggle last week. And, look, y- you and I probably don't view it the same way, especially you, because you you played in that game down there. And just understand how unique it is unto anything else Alabama does all year. Exactly. Um, I mean, look, what was it? It was it was the 2017 year, I believe, when you had you and, and Wilson and Hall coming off injury, and you guys go in there and lose a game, still win a national title. I think yep. that was that the year. I'm, yep. I'm getting that correct. Yep, 2017. Okay, so so did that make you anywhere less of one of the best teams in the country, or did a football game happen with some crazy results? Like I, that's how I look at it. Yep. And you afford yourself the opportunity to play a close game every now and then and still get considered one of the best teams in the country because you are going to get a shot this Saturday against Georgia. And Georgia played a one-possession game against Tech. Bama had a miracle against Auburn. I don't think either of those things are going to matter one bit when they line up Saturday. And I think Bama lines up and favors decently against Georgia. They're built to play Georgia. Georgia's built to play them. So it's the game I am most looking forward to out of any that we've seen all year. Because I think as vulnerable as Bama may be at times in pass pro, I don't know that Georgia's built on the edge to expose that. And so if Milrow has some time, the explosive plays will be there. The runs will be there. Georgia's mid-60s defensively on third down rate in the red zone. So there's a path. There's absolutely a path for Alabama to win that game. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what me and my dad have been saying, that uh, we kind of like this matchup. And I'll be honest, I look back at, you know, when we've had – you know, Jalen Hurts playing against Georgia. Look, Kirby Smart, his defense is, you know, pretty much the same thing we run. We know how our defense can struggle against dual-threat quarterbacks. So I can see that same thing being an issue this weekend for Georgia. I think if we call the game tailored to Jalen Milrow, get him involved with his legs, and, um, you know, everybody's executing and playing physical because, you know, you and I both know how this Alabama-Georgia matchup always goes. It's a physical, hard-fought game is, you know, typically going to come down to the end. Um, so, so I agree. So, in, in, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you actually believe that you have Alabama winning the SEC championship. Did I see that right? Yeah, yeah, I sure did. I ended up going that direction. Uh, my biggest concern on the other side is Alabama being banged up along the defensive front. And my biggest fear for Bama would be if Georgia just starts to sustain drives and starts to lean on them and second five becomes third and two, becomes move the chains over and over again. That's what concerns me the most. Like, I love Bama's skill on the perimeter at defensive back. I don't think Beck has seen that all year. I love Bama's ability to pressure him. I don't think Beck and his offense have seen that all year. But if that gets rendered a little irrelevant because they can just run the ball on you more than you anticipated, that to me is the biggest concern. So I'm kind of banking on Bama getting enough stops uh, to where they can probably have one more possession than otherwise they would have and get the job done. Good deal. Where you heard it here, folks. Josh Pate, the man, the myth, the legend, man. He's got Alabama uh, taking care of business this Saturday against Georgia. Hopefully that that comes true. Josh, man, I appreciate you so much for for hanging out and joining us, man. Always got great stuff, man. Before we let you go, I know everybody already knows where to find you, but just remind them where they can catch up with you and, and keep up with all your good content. No, brother, I, I, you know I appreciate you. Um, you can find, if you want to watch it on YouTube, you can just search Late Kick on YouTube. If you want to listen on podcast, search Late Kick on podcast. We just... We basically put it wherever you want so you can listen to it or watch it at your convenience. No doubt. Well, if you haven't checked them out, you need to go check them out, man. Josh has got the best college football uh, material on the Internet. He's always get, he's speaking facts, as you just heard him, and he's a great friend of mine. I appreciate him and everything that he does for the game of football. So, Josh, we appreciate you coming on and joining us, man. Have a great rest of your week and safe travels. I know you're going to be busy going to the you said Pac-12 championship, then the SEC championship. So, uh, safe travels, man. Enjoy your weekend. All right, brother. I'll see you Saturday. Yes, sir. Sounds good, brother. Josh Pate from the Late Kick Show. Good friend of mine and, and awesome, man, when it comes to college football. He definitely uh, definitely keeps it real with you. We're going to take a quick time out. Then we're going to take phone calls probably the rest of the way. Uh, just me hanging out today. So remember, if you want to join in on the conversation with me and Noah, Noah's dancing behind the glass. So come hang out with me and Noah. You can always call in or leave an app message we'll get to. We're just going to have fun, talk a little bit about the Alabama-Georgia game. Hang out here on this Wednesday as we'll probably we might wrap around the SEC a little bit more. My dad normally wraps around the SEC, <laughs> so we might we might postpone that one. But we're gonna take your calls, take your app messages, get you guys in on the conversation, have a little bit of fun today on this Wednesday on the Miller's Edge. So make sure you call in 205-342-9904. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9 1230 WTBC. 
We are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports and presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain like me and my dad are, playing football all these years head on over to the good feet store they're in midtown village they've got premium art supports it's tried before you buy you've got nothing to lose they get you that proper balance they eliminate and alleviate that pain you can use them for any situation you're walking your dogs you're at the gym going on a run you name it pop those art supports in wear them all the time and you'll feel so much better you i promise you you'll get some relief that you never felt before so head on over to the good feet store and check them out or go to goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment that's good feet improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time about to take a quick time out phone calls app messages the rest of the way right here on the miller's edge we'll be right back after a moment the birmingham racecourse casino seven days of our home base in birmingham alabama we are here treating patients from every generation across the united states and from around the world we're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves we are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer we're here for the coaches athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends we are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 57. Mostly fair tonight, the low 32. Tomorrow, partly sunny during the day. Rain moving in tomorrow night, the high 61. Friday, cloudy with occasional rain, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I got broads in Atlanta, just with the lean in the family, credit cards in the scammers, hitting the licks in the family, legacies. And welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. But I want to also remind you about our good friends over in Midtown Village at Alumni Hall. If you're looking for any type of Alabama apparel, officially licensed, that is. You know, you're trying to go to these basketball games, which unfortunately we fell short last night. But you need a hoodie. I know, I know. You need a hoodie, any type of gear, Alabama-related, officially licensed. Head on over to Alumni Hall. They've got the hat wall. They've got Yeti products, Peter Millar, everything and anything. Kids are in school here, need some new gear. Head on over to Alumni Hall. Check them out there in Midtown Village. They've got the best gear in town, best deals available. Or you can go to Alumni Hall. Dot com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. They also have big sizes. My dad always likes going in there and getting some some hoodies. So the big fellas out there, go check out Alumni Hall. They've got sizes for you. With that being said, we want to go to the phone lines and take phone calls with the rest of the way. Talk about this Alabama-Georgia match- matchup or the playoff rings that came out again. Alabama coming in at number eight. Uh, yet again, no movement there. Florida State is um, at number four. But um, we'll see how long that lasts. But again, thank you so much, Josh Pate, coming and hanging out with us from the Late Kick Show. Uh, always offer some great uh, stuff when it comes to college football. Probably the hottest name covering college football right now. So appreciate him taking the time to check us out. But now we're going to the phone lines. <laughs> Not like the round of applause, Noah. Let's head on over to Chris. Chris, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? Hey, Christian. Appreciate you uh, taking my call. Um, yeah, I wanted to uh, bring this up because I'm not hearing many people talk about this part of the conversation uh, as far as the rankings go, and that's the loss that Texas has. No one's talking about the Oklahoma loss, which is a two-loss team that couldn't even make their conference title game. You know, everybody wants to harp on the the loss that, uh, you know, Bama has. It just, you know, consequentially was to Texas. But, I mean, who has the better loss there? And when does that get brought up in the argument as far as strength of schedule goes? Um, I just don't see a whole lot of input on that. And, and, I mean, I can see all the sides of this scenario, but nobody's bringing that up at all. And I think down the road, especially going into this, you know, 12-team playoff, you know, where does Alabama get credit for scheduling a hard non-conference opponent? Look at Georgia's cupcake schedule with the non-conference game. And when does that get brought up in the conversation? Because I've yet to see them really focus on that. I mean, give Bama some credit because for years, and you know this, Christian, your day playing, all everyone talked about was, well, Alabama don't play nobody. Alabama don't play nobody. Well, they did play somebody. And it was the hardest non-conference game that anyone has seen in years. But yet, that's also our biggest detriment. But Oklahoma, the Oklahoma loss from Texas, if we just skate by that. 
And I just, I don't understand that. I, I think that there's just so much transparency or lack of transparency in this committee's decision. And it's frustrating, man. I mean, do you still call my point there? Yo, I, I definitely do. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, um, you're, you're right. I mean, Texas, they lost to, to an Oklahoma team who, who, you know, isn't as good as a Texas team that we lost to, which I, I guess they look at different things. I guess they say, well, you know, you know, Texas traveled to Alabama. They beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. How difficult is that? And then they just they're struggling to move us ahead of Texas just because of that one game. But I, I'm with you, Chris. It's like, I mean, when do you respect us for scheduling those games? And I always thought it was to your point about people saying we never played anybody. Well, when I was here, I mean, we opened up against some pretty significant programs, right? I mean, we opened up against Wisconsin. We opened up against Southern Cal. I mean, right. if anything, <laughs> I thought we had some of the biggest non-conference games um, on our schedule. But, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that Alabama is being punished for, you know, scheduling a, a tough game like that at the beginning of the season. Um, you would think that we always just thought the whole narrative was, well, you know, an early loss like that, especially to a team like that, shouldn't necessarily affect you. I guess it's just the way things are playing out, and there's just so many teams right now that are still going into championship uh, weekend, still in the the hunt. It's just making it difficult, but nonetheless, still, it's just they will not let us get that edge over Texas, which that's why I've been saying. I know my dad was real adamant on, you know, if you went out, you're pretty much a lock. But just seeing this, I mean, this is the last, I guess, regular season rankings, and then obviously after this weekend, you get the final ones. It's starting to just look more and more narrow on the path to, to for us to get in there just because the way things are. I mean, I'll be honest. I think even if Alabama beats Georgia, and this is just strictly my opinion, it's totally subjective, but I, I feel like we're definitely going to have to have uh, at least, if not one, at least several losses from other teams for us to, to really have a fair shot, which is unfortunate to your point because our only loss is to number seven, Texas, right? And then we have one of the best uh, strength of schedules, you know, we've got three ranked wins, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss, you know, Ole Miss is number 11, LSU number 13, Tennessee at number 21, right? I mean, we've got a better right. resume than most people, but, you know, unfortunately it's, it is what it is. The good news is, Chris, you know, we're going to a 12-team playoff and Alabama probably should never miss another playoff uh, <laughs> appearance after this, but let me ask you this real quick, Chris. If Alabama, for whatever reason, and I hope this isn't the case, but if, if they beat Georgia and they don't get in, and we asked this question yesterday at the end, but I'm curious to hear you know more people's perspectives. Do you feel that this season still was a success if we win the uh, SEC championship, beat Georgia, but for whatever reason, the, the committee, they get it wrong and they don't put us in there. Would you still look at this season as a success? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, and you can break this down to the process Saban talks about. You control what you can control, right? Um, And there's been years we've won a national title and not gotten an SEC championship. I mean, it's hard to do. And I think that you got to look at it springboarding you into 2024, the development of Milrow and and this O-line and and these receivers connecting, you know, never look at this as like a disappointment or, or, you know, know, not a success. You can't control it. And I think that I think you'll see Saban harp on that, and I think you'll see him get a hold of Sankey and say, "Hey, you need to get some. You need to get in that room with those playoff people. However, you got to do it because this can't happen again, uh, regardless if you're going to a 12 team format. Because it's just, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I, and what stinks, and it's the last thing I want to say is, it stinks that Alabama scheduled a hard, good non-conference game, and I think this is going to make people shy away from doing that because we didn't get rewarded for it at all as far as us going into the postseason, you know? And that's sad. So you're going to see more people kind of avoid that, and you're going to have cupcake games, and the season's not going to mean as much. So that's just my opinion, though, but I think it's a huge success where we're at now. I mean, hey, we we got them on the planes, right? That was a success in itself. So, um, no doubt. But, but thanks, Christian. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. Love the show. Absolutely. Chris, thanks so much for calling. We'll talk soon. That was Chris there. Appreciate him. All right. Let's head on over to Robert. Robert, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? Hey, man. Hey, what's up, Robert? Hey, uh, yeah. And I wish we were talking about Texas, and I have no problem with Alabama not jumping Texas. That's not the problem, okay? You did one head to head. They haven't lost, but they only lost one game. Okay, yeah, 
I can I'm, I can see that with the committee. It's Oregon that's the problem. It's Oregon that's the head scratcher. It's Oregon that makes no sense. Oregon has uh, only one team. I usually ran the top twenty-five. Oregon's only beaten one team in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Oregon State, and that team has four losses. That's it. Alabama will have will have beaten more top twenty-five teams than any team in the top twenty-five. Any team. Alabama has the best resume of anyone in college football with regards to wins because no one's beaten three top 25 teams. Nobody. And Alabama, and when, if they beat Georgia, they will have beaten four top 25 teams. They will have played five top 25 teams and only lost to one. It, and and that, then again, that team would be number, should be number uh, six, or should be number six right now. And so their the body of work and the resume it just doesn't make any difference. It made sense. Uh, Oregon has nothing that puts them in there. And we were talking to the Martin Houston show earlier today, and I think Xavier Houston said, here where the committee was saying one of the things that made them favor Oregon was how well Oregon's quarterback was playing. Yep. That's <laughs> really? what he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Your body of work, yeah, okay, yeah. You imagine how great Jalen Merrill would look if he had Oregon's schedule, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous what they're doing. So Oregon is the big uh, elephant in the room that is makes no sense. It is perplexing. They shouldn't, and they have set the Pac-12 up for success, regardless of who wins. The way they got it ranked right now, you win the Pac-12 championship, you're in. But the SEC, oh, we are, you can have the two best. If Alabama beats Georgia, you have the two best teams in college football. And like Josh Pate just said, he's the only one I've heard of any prominence pick Alabama to win. It's amazing. But like Josh Page just said, if that Vegas would favor over any team, Alabama, Georgia, over any team in the country, so what does that tell you? Who's the best four? Who the best two teams are? Yeah. But they'll be out of the playoffs looking looking uh, on television, while uh, the Pac-12 champions guaranteed to go, where yeah. they have set right now. That's ridiculous. It is, and 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 that's that's why I always get tripped up when it when they talk about you know is it Ford most deserving Ford best? And in my opinion, like there's just there's not uh, it's not much clarity on on what the true criteria is. You know, to Xavier's point, that that is what they said about Oregon. They said two things. They said, well, you know, you look at them with the eye test, and then they talked about how well the quarterback's playing. Um, but then I'm like, so then use the eye test on Florida State, just like Josh Page just said. Really? I mean, Florida State. If you watch them and then you look at their resume, and I mean, they probably shouldn't be number four. So it's like, and, and I was saying this a couple of weeks ago, just knowing how the committee works, those those O's, when teams are undefeated, they hold a lot of weight, even if a team is terrible. If, if they see that O on on their, their record, <laughs> they, they, they hold that to such high significance. But if you know ball and you're watching football, you can just look and just say, yeah, this team is... I'm sorry to say, but they're a fraud. They they should that's not one of the best four teams. Best you know, one of the four dessert most deserving, maybe. I still you know, not even entirely sure if I'd even say that, but that's why it's just difficult. And and, and the funny thing is, even when you go to twelve, you're still gonna have this issue probably come up with twelve, thirteen, and fourteen teams, you know, those guys trying to fight for that last spot, but um, at least, like I said earlier, I mean, Alabama is going to be <laughs> hopefully guaranteed a playoff spot moving forward. But it, it is difficult to, to understand this committee, Robert, just looking, like you said, you got Oregon there. Um, you know, Texas, they just will, they will not move us above Texas. Like Josh said, um, it, it, it really might not even really be down to a Alabama versus Texas getting in. He, he feels that if Texas wins out, they're a lock. So it, so many different scenarios, but all you can do is just, you know, hope and pray that you take care of business Saturday, then it, it works out for you. But I'll ask you real quick, Robert, before we, we uh, head on to the next person, would you be satisfied or look at this season as a success if, if you beat Georgia and win the SEC championship, but unfortunately don't make the playoffs? Well, unfortunately, we're not Auburn. So, <laughs> so, the, standard, so the standard isn't just winning a one game and your season. You no, know, we're Alabama's out there with the ships. That's I mean, right. it's about the ships with Alabama. It's, you know, if we were Auburn, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alabama beats a success for us. That's but that's right. not it. Our standard is just much higher. And it's the unfairness of it would drive me insane. However, I would uh, hope I, we, I mean, I want to win so bad because I want that committee to uh, look everybody in the eye and say that uh, the team with Alabama's resume is not one of the four best teams in college football. I want them to have to do that. So we'll see how it goes. All right, we man. Will. Robert, thanks so much for calling, man. 
Good stuff from Robert there. All right, we got more uh, time for one more before we head to break real quick. Let's head on over to Brian. Brian, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? I'm well. How about you, Christian? I'm doing good, brother. This is Brian that comes to the Buffalo Cafe. Oh, what's up, Brian? You finally called in, huh? I finally called in. There you go. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Give it up for Brian. Brian's awesome, and Brian always uh, hangs out with us at Buffalo's Cafe. Speaking of those guys, if you're looking for some wings, it's wing night at Buffalo's Cafe. Head on over to Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. All-you-can-eat wings tonight for Bash Night, $17.99. It includes fries and a drink you can't beat this special. Or if you want to just go there for lunch, lunch day special is $9.99. Beverage included. All great food, tacos, burgers, wings, you name it. So go check out Buffalo's Cafe. If you're looking for a great restaurant experience, go watch a football game. Oh, yeah. Very yummy. Very yummy. Brian, what's going on, man? Man, you touched on one thing. They want to say one week it's best deserving and the next week it's four best teams. And that's just frustrating because you can't tell me Alabama's not one of the four best teams. I agree. And that's why I just don't understand. You know, it's like the criteria shifts or they they use certain criteria for different teams and I feel like they just lack of respect. There's just a lack of respect for Alabama right now amongst that committee. I mean, I understand I think, it's hard to move us with, you know, the other teams and not many not many things going on. Like, for instance, you know, Michigan finally played Ohio State. We saw Ohio State move down. But other than that, then, you know, Washington bumps up. But, or, or, yeah, everybody kind of bumps up. Washington, Florida State now in there. But other than that, there hasn't really been much movement, but there's just not much talk about Alabama. I mean, I haven't even heard them really say like, well, you know, we're going to be watching this SEC championship game, like uh, unless I'm missing something, but it, I just feel like there's a lack of respect for Alabama this season. And even with Texas over Alabama, the yep. amount of improvement of Alabama, and you can't tell me they're not better than Texas now. I definitely feel like we're better than Texas now. I, I've been saying it, Ryan. I think if you line these two teams up now, um, I think you see a totally different outcome than you did in week two. I mean, I was there for the Texas game. I was on the sidelines calling the game. And again, and, and we talked about it going into this season. I mean, it was going to take time for this team to kind of gel and mesh and, and kind of figure themselves out. And so Texas just caught them at the right time. I mean, and, and we didn't play a great game. There's no excuses. Look, they they, they were the better team that that week, that night, they're the better team, hands down. Are they the better team now? Is which was which is what matters because that the team that's the team that they are now is the one that's going to be playing in the playoffs for a national championship, not the week two team. And that's my whole thing. So I, I understand the resume. Oh, they will they they beat you, but uh, just like I think it was Robert just touching on. I mean, we we've got look, look at our strength of schedule. Look at our, our wins, our top uh, twenty five wins. Right. Besides that. That little blemish, I call it a little blemish, but, you know, the, the Texas loss in week two, man, we've done some really, really good stuff. And uh, I'm going to stick with that. You know what I mean? That's and obviously I have some bias, Brian, clearly. But yeah, I, I do our, feel that we're a top four team. This is our last chance to keep an SEC team out of Alabama Beach, Georgia. Neither one of them will make it. Uh, don't tell me that. We need some SEC in there, man. I, I, and I'll be honest, Brian, I, just, I don't know if even if we beat, not if, even when we beat Georgia Saturday, I, I'll be honest, I still think it's going to be hard for them to drop them out of the top four. So that's going to make it even more difficult because that, that's tough, man. It's just so tough. It's so tough. Like I said, after this, after this weekend, we'll have some more answers, but hopefully there's some answers that favor Alabama. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it'll be the answers we want. But I appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. I appreciate you calling, Brian. Brian, first time calling in. Always get to hang out with you at Buffaloes, but appreciate you calling in. We'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. Got one last segment. We've got people lined up. We're going to take calls again the rest of the way, hanging out, letting you guys take over the show today, taking over the Miller's Edge. We're going to take a quick timeout, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. We are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll be right back. Alabama, Georgia. 10, 5, touchdown, Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. 
Cinch here on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Um, this, this is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Wednesday edition of the Miller's Edge. Noah's killing it with the music, man. You got me in here vibing right now. <laughs> it's a chill day. It's a chill day. It is. I like it. I like it. It's a chill day and a social day because we are being very social. We're going to the phone lines and the, the app messages. I think you said we had an app message or two. Noah, do you want to hit, start with there? Yeah, for sure. Hang on. Let me get on. Well, while you do that, I want to just tell you guys real quick, man. Thank you so much to our friends. At Spine and Sport Chiropractic, my brother uh, got into town yesterday uh, after a long drive, wanted to head on over there, get adjusted. We, we went in there. When I tell you, I feel better than ever. I feel brand new. I mean, y'all should have heard these cracks, man. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was in need of another adjustment. And my guy, Brian, Dr. Brian McDonald, uh, always takes care of business, gets me feeling great. My brother's back was stiff, sore after that long drive. Got some cupping done. He's feeling great. So, again, check those guys out at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. I promise you guys, you will feel so much better. They've got all type of great stuff in there for you to try. Cupping, needles, all that good stuff for you to feel good. Get you adjusted. Go check them out. Again, that's Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Again, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team. They're right here in the heart of West Alabama. I promise you, you will feel amazing afterwards. With that being said, Noah, uh, you want to go to the app messages? We just got a letter. Nice. We got a few letters up in here. Uh, I'm going to start with one from Mike in Dietzville. It says, it's not the loss to Texas that is swaying the committee. It's the performance against USF that many national people consider us as losing. When last-second wins happen, like against Auburn, they consider us as still lacking. What do you think, Christian? I mean, I hear what he's saying. I wouldn't go as far as saying this. I wouldn't say the USF performance is that significant, right? I mean, you look at it. There's teams that struggle against i mean look at florida state i mean they literally were losing to was it north alabama i think they were playing like a couple weeks ago they were losing in that game i think throughout like the first half obviously they ended up coming back winning and taking care of business but i mean those guys still moved i, I wouldn't necessarily say it's that um i i if i'm being honest with you I, I, I truly think it's just the fact that we lost to texas and they don't want to put us above texas right now uh given that they beat us at home i think that's i think if you remove texas i think if it was I mean, honestly, I'm not just saying anybody else, but I think that really is the, the biggest issue. Uh, they have a hard time, like, basically letting us jump Texas, given they beat us at home. But we'll see what happens. So, again, I mean, I, you never say never. I think if we beat Georgia, obviously that's, you know, a big push. If you beat them <laughs> convincingly, which I don't know uh, if that's, you know, definitely something we'll see, but it could. You never know. If you beat them convincingly. I, look, my biggest thing is if you beat the number one team in the country, you're 12-1, and one, you're a conference champion. You're clearly one of the best four teams. The problem is that's, that's clearly not the only criteria. We, we um, actually we had a note on that from one of our other app messages from Dr. Crystal, our friend Dr. Crystal. She says, using that stupid committee's logic, when we beat Georgia, <laughs> she says when, not if, but when we, we beat Georgia, yep. they should not be ranked higher than us based on the head-to-head. -head. I want that same energy. Dr. Crystal preach, right? That, and that's what I was wondering, too. They're like, how does that work, right? You know, like... If you're using that's a perfect point, Dr. Crystal. I mean, if you're using that that model or that logic, um, it should be it should technically be the same thing. But will they do that? I highly doubt it. Um, but we'll have to see. And then we'll have, and maybe we'll get an answer out of them. Hopefully, somebody will ask one of the committee members if they do make that decision. How does that work? How, how, how does that work? Where Alabama can't, you know, or you know, the, we could technically jump Georgia. Or if not, I don't know. I don't know. This committee is definitely hard to figure out, but. Yeah, Ronnie agrees with you. He says, I don't see how they could keep Georgia if Bama beats them head-to-head. -head. I don't I don't either, but, I mean, the thing is, I look at last season, TCU lost in their conference championship to Kansas State, and then I think they stayed put at three. I know there's a lot of different scenario with these other teams, but it's just it's this committee, man. It's hard. It's really hard to figure them out. And, and no disrespect to them, I'm sure they, they you know, try to do the best that they can. Uh, but just hearing some of their answers when they after these rankings are released, I mean, it just 
really leaves you scratching your head. But with that being said, uh, let's head back out to the phone lines. Let's go to Brady in Tuscaloosa. Brady, how are you this morning? Welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you? Hey, good, Brady. How are you? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Just got a class sitting in my house. Nice, nice. I, I See, I think that if we beat Georgia, that trumps Oregon beating Washington. Because Georgia, that's got to be the best win in the country because they're on a 29-game win streak. You beat a team that hasn't lost a game in two years. Oh, how on earth? Because really, I think it's more simple than what we're trying to make it be because I feel like if Oregon beats Washington, we get the nod. We should get the nod over Oregon due to the fact that we just beat the number one team in the country that has won 29 straight games. And on top of that, we beat Georgia and knocks Georgia out because there's no way they're putting Georgia in without a conference title and a head-to-head loss to somebody. Like that's fresh in their mind. The Texas loss was week two. That's way off in the past at this point. Like you know, in retrospect and perspective of everything, mm-hmm. the big picture. But then you look at what happened with Georgia. We beat Georgia. That's fresh on the committee's mind. That's the day before. So I really think our path in the playoff is Oregon beats Washington. We get the nod over Oregon due to our strength of schedule, due to our resume, due to our having the best win in the country. That's, we sneak in there. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, Brady. That, that's how it should be. I just get concerned when I keep seeing these rankings come out then hearing their explanations, Brady. That's the, that's the only thing. It's like... <laughs> I, I can't really keep up with 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 their logic. That and that's that's what concerns me. I agree a hundred percent with you. If if you beat the number one team who you just alluded to, twenty nine, you know, game winning streak, back to back national champions, you beat them practically in their backyard in Atlanta, right? I mean, how are you not a top four team? If if they don't have Alabama as a top four team, I am going to be glued to the screen listening to their explanation on that because I don't I don't. I don't understand how that's possible. Now, if they try to go off the whole, well, the, there's more criteria, you know, all this other stuff. Still want to hear that, but uh, if you're going off the best four teams, there's no way you can say Alabama's not a, a top four team if they beat the number one team in Georgia. I, I don't think that there is a way that you can say that. It, I think we're. I think a lot of these national media outlets and even some of our fans are just making way too much out of it. It's, it's a fairly simple way. I mean, we've gotten in in weirder scenarios. Because you remember when uh, Ole Miss had to lose a game and they lost to Arkansas on that crazy flip around, whirling oh, yes. around that that fourth and whatever play that Arkansas had. Yeah. We've had things go our way before. I mean, in a sense, I don't want to say we control our own destiny, but we beat Georgia and Oregon or Washington, one of them's going to be out. The thing we can't have happen is Washington beat Oregon because then Washington probably gets a nod being an undefeated team. Are they better than Alabama? I don't think so. I think you put us on a neutral field right now and play Washington, we beat them by 10 to 14 points. Well, I was about to say, Washington wins. I mean, they're a lock. If Michigan, which Michigan is probably going to win, I would say they're a lock. Um, then that's when I guess you got two spots left. If Alabama beats Georgia, I think you know they, they get in, but then – if Oregon lost to Washington, you move them. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, again, it, it might not be as far-fetched. It just, it, sometimes it just feels like that, Brady, just, again, when these rankings come out and you just hear the committee talks. But hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully, you know, you know we take care of business Saturday, which I, I expect us to do. I, I feel confident in this, this matchup against Georgia. And uh, hopefully the committee sees it the same way that a, a lot of us see it and how they should see it. Like I said, I think that just makes sense. You beat the number one team. You're a top four team. I think it's that simple. Brady, we appreciate you. We're going to try to squeeze these last two. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. We'll talk soon, man. Good stuff, Brady. Um, let's see you real quick. We've got TK. Let's go to TK real quick. Uh, TK, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? Hello, TK. We, do we have you? Might not have TK. Let's try. Let's try JD then. We'll see. TK, we'll uh, have you swing, hey, swing back. JD, what's going on? Good afternoon. Do you mind if I go on a quick, quick rant? Not not terribly long, but just a quick rant. As long as there's no profanity, you got it. <laughs> no profanity. Just to ease everybody's mind on the USF game, honestly, that's every Alabama fan's fault that was complaining about Jalen Milrow against Texas. Because they've been intentionally withheld the kid out of the game to show you everything else we had to work with and to show you that he was right to begin with and he knew what he was doing by playing Jalen Milrow because he was our best option. And and he has since then still been our best option, but he need to wait. He needed to wake the fan base up by showing them 
this is what you got if you don't have Milrow at the helms. So with that being said, I think the world should know that by now. Um, but uh, aside from that, here's where, where I think a lot of the problem is, is you don't have the, the shift in rankings is, is a lot different for us than, let's say, everybody else. We, we lost to Texas, okay, early in the season. That was supposed to count. Early in the season games uh, are, are supposed to mean a lot less than later in the season games. That was a top-ranked game, and, and we lost. It was a good game, but we fell quite a bit. We never, they never gave us the option to rise back up, so anybody else after us that wound up with a loss they only dropped them one or two spots. They made sure to keep always keep everybody with one loss ahead of us. So it's not a debate about Texas being ahead of us or not. Oregon definitely shouldn't be ahead of us because, I mean, they, they have zero strength of schedule. I think that they have plotted and planned, and, and they'll tell you, well, it's based on this, it's based on that. Let's go back to Ohio State. They begged to keep Ohio State in there. Remember, just a couple of years ago, Ohio State only played six games and they put them in. Well, a conference champion it automatically has to be in there. But mark my words, they're 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 just tired of seeing Bama play for it every year. It sure feels that way, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, I I get that you know this year we ironically just have uh, a handful of teams that are kind of making a push. Normally, they kind of you know work themselves out by this point, but still, it it does almost at some point just feel. That, that we haven't really had a chance ever since that Texas loss to really recover. I agree with you. I mean, it's like no matter what we do, I mean, I feel like Alabama in the last few weeks has been, you know, one of the hottest teams in the country the way we've been playing. And it's as if we just don't get the respect that I think we deserve. But hopefully, J.D., you know, we beat Georgia this, this Saturday and it puts, you know, the committee, it puts everybody else on notice and, and we'll finally get that respect. That's what I hope. All we need is a chance. I learned that, you know, Josh mentioned 2017. We, we unfortunately, I hate to even say it, we lost to Auburn uh, in the final regular season of the game. We didn't play for an SEC championship that year, but they snuck us in at number four. And what was the result? We won a national championship. We, we went and stomped Clemson out. In the Sugar Bowl, I believe, and then, yeah, ended up beating Georgia in the national championship. So we just need that opportunity, J.D., and hopefully we get that after we take care of business against Georgia this Saturday. But we appreciate you calling, man. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Man, this was fun. We'll have to, we'll have to work the phones a lot. I, me and my dad, we, we only have an hour, so we, we get caught up talking I amongst know. each other. But it was just me today. My dad, say a prayer for my daddy. He uh, isn't feeling the best. He's getting some tests done as we speak. So just say a prayer for him. Hopefully we get some good news coming back, and uh, hopefully he'll be back with us very soon. But uh, appreciate everybody calling in, hanging out with us, or me and Noah on the Miller's Edge today. We've got to get out of here. We've got big news sports coming up next. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Again, we are presented by the Good Feast Store, America's art support experts. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll really start diving into this Alabama-Georgia matchup. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Are you tired?